hello, Tom speaking. G'day, Tom. My name's Sam, and I'm here with my brother, Josh, and we're actually doing a little podcast. I was wondering if you could just answer a question for us, if that's possible. Yes, no problem. We're just talking about the, the best things or what we're most proud of in 2022, and I was just wondering what you're most proud of in 2022. I can't say I'm proud of a whole lot, to be completely honest with you. Well, the beauty is, Tom, that you know it's only April. You've got eight months now to go and, and make sure you get proud of something. Let's lock something in. I, I, I'm just thinking I'm doing my plumbing licences this year, so let's go with that. I'm, I'm taking big steps in my business. Tommy, that's huge. That is huge, mate. That is something to definitely be proud of. So, you know, you can still work at it for the next eight months, but that is a beautiful thing. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the boost this morning. Uh, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. And uh, have a beautiful day and have a great 2022. Thanks, guys. You too. Sam, Bromley Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This, this is Bromley Lynch. Lynch. Tommy. My name's Sam. I'm, I'm, I know that. <laughs> I know that. My name's Josh. But well done to Tommy, having to think, having to rattle his brain a little bit and think, what am I proud of? And Sam, plumbing, plumbing licences are hard to get. Well, that's the thing. Like, Tommy, you know, he thought he was proud of nothing. But that's a huge huge milestone in the in the world of uh, a plumbing business i'm sure i don't know tommy personally but i'm more inclined now to go and seek tommy out for some future plumbing advice definitely absolutely so what are you most proud of uh this year there's been a a few things this year i'd say obviously the podcast is something i'm extremely proud of Mm -hmm. getting to know all the the great people we work with at here at producey what else, Josh, is there to be proud of? I can go with mine. Go for it. Last week, I finished my first ever Sudoku. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> You've only been trying for four months. Have you seen? I bought a Sudoku book. Have you seen the Sudoku book? I've seen a lot of unfinished books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In that Sudoku but, book. you know, page 13, go to that one. <laughs> page 13. <laughs> page 13. Lucky oh, number 13. Lu- because I finished that. Josh, I'm proud of you. I'm right. proud of myself. I, I, I thought it was one of those things, like... So Josh is a, a, a bit of a phase man. Yeah, I am. So at the start of the year, if you don't mind me bringing this up. Go on. Uh, you were going to try your hand at a psychology <laughs> online course. <laughs> so, you know, go for it. You know, great work, Josh. And you thought, I need a desk. I need a desk <laughs> in my room. Now, Josh, you spent days cleaning out your room, making sure there's enough space for this desk, looking at my Facebook Marketplace, trying to find this desk. Josh... How long did the course last? Sam, it was a three-week course. And Josh, it was, how, how much have you used a desk? What's on it right now? It's like a what little whiteboard is on it and I'm yet... I think I've sat at it once. I couldn't find a sufficient chair to go along with the desk. So that, that was my first issue. But yeah, the desk is just taking up a little bit of space, sort of just adding to probably using it as a bit more of a laundry basket now than, than an actual desk for what it's meant to be. So if anyone wants a desk, there's a free desk available. Free desk? Yeah, free desk. I won't be delivering it. I, I don't do that. I won't do that. Okay, so, and I actually made one of my mates come and drive about 40 minutes to go and get this desk. It's a chunky desk. Yeah, it is a chunky desk. It's a chunky desk. Uh, Josh, plenty uh, to observe throughout the week. We love observations. Obviously, as the listeners know, I'm moving in with uh, my girlfriend, Clara. No one really enjoys packing up a house and then unpacking it moments later into a new house. It's not, it's not the funnest thing in the world. Same suburb. Makes, yeah, same suburb, not too far away from the previous residence. But it's never made enjoyable when the, the power isn't working in the house. Get the keys at 4.30 in the afternoon, midweek as well, which I was very curious as mm. I've, I've never moved house midweek. And there's no power. 
And I, Josh, I, I promise you, and this is no one's fault, I promise you I had taken it up with the power company 24 hours to 48 hours before moving that I would be coming, that, that we would be coming to reside in this residence. Mm-hmm. And they said, no worries, there'll be power. What, is, what happens when I get there? Flick, 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 flick. Nothing flicks on, okay? No lights, no power, no nothing. So obviously on the phone... It's never a quick call. No, <laughs> never. never. Never a quick call. It's always a long call. But they assured me that within, and to their credit, they assured me after hours that it would be on within three to three and a half hours. So I knew there was going to be some dark unpacking going on, which was the case. You know, had the classic takeaway tie sitting in the dark, candlelight, lights went off because the phone char- the oh. phone battery went out, couldn't charge the phone. So we're just sitting there by candlelight. It was quite romantic. No head torch? No head torch. Forgot my head torch. Can you believe that? The, yeah. f- the only time I needed my head torch, <laughs> I forgot it. But no, it was, uh, it was, it reminded me of like a school camp. Remember you oh, get to like yeah. a camp site a bit late and mm-hmm. the, the teachers would be stressing because you, you're not at the campsite and you're unpacking and setting up tents in the dark. Talking on behalf of the teachers here, Sam, setting up and, and leaving a campsite is already hard enough in in daylight when people can see getting there towards the end of the day when it when it's dark absolute nightmare now this got me thinking josh about first world problems yeah because it is a first world problem it you is know, power was off for three hours it's something that that you can deal with yeah all right but it's something you don't like dealing with i've been to a few cafes lately i've noticed how difficult it is to ask them for the wi-fi password i feel like in australia especially cafes and restaurants don't like giving out their their wi-fi password go to vietnam as an example the wi-fi password's stuck on the table mm. right they're, they're happy for you to use the wi-fi yeah right? first world problem i would say that you can't use the cafe's wi-fi there was actually a guy the other day i met who i asked him what he had for lunch first time i'd ever met him wanted to know what he had for lunch <laughs> and he said uh, he got Subway, right? He got Subway for lunch, but he wasn't happy because he got the steak and there was no Southwest sauce left. And he, he, he put his hand up to said, first world problem. Yeah. It's like we have these little inconveniences, yeah. but as long as we say it's a first world problem, it's validated. Okay, and it's and usually a first world problem will say, when you said at the start of that sentence, I've been going to a few cafes lately. That means you have ample time to go to many cafes, try different cafes, and you are privileged enough to be able to do that. But I understand your testiness towards the cafe not giving you the Wi-Fi password. Josh, I'm all about gratitude. Oh, okay. yeah. We love, we're big on gratitude. We love the gratitude. Yeah. Give me gratitude for breakfast. I'll eat it right up, <laughs> yeah. okay? But there is some things that we encounter day to day that become first world issues. When you leave your watch, like a Garmin or something, ready to charge because you want the alarm maybe overnight and or, it forgets to charge. Yes, that's a good example of one. Phone charger cable not being able to reach your bed. Yeah. That's definitely a first <laughs> that's world, a world issue. Yeah, that's a first world uh, issue. Flicking through TV channels and all of them have ad breaks. Oh, that's Something a first world issue. we probably faced a lot in the 2010 to 2015 period before the real oh. streaming services took over. It was unbelievable when you would hit five different ch- stations and ads on all stations. And sometimes would be the double ad. It would be like the same ad on two different stations. Pouring your cereal... <laughs> Before realising that you're out of milk. That's a first world issue. That's that's a big one. Yeah, that's okay. a first world issue. That's, that's a tough one because I've been known yeah. to have wheat bix with water. You've got... Well, that's not good. I've never know. done that. I've never done that. Gosh, sometimes I, I said I could eat gratitude for breakfast. I want to eat wheat bix for breakfast. And if that means that I have to eat them with water, so be it. Is that right? Did you have honey, sugar, banana to try and, you know, get some flavour into the wheat bix? I reckon... I would have put a little bit of honey in them. I'm not generally... Was it hot honey. water? 
Guys, for those at home, don't steer off the road when you hear this. I love heating up my water in my wheat bix. <laughs> I love it. Delicious? Oh, Josh, delicious. Some people look at you when you have warm milk in a cereal like you've just wronged their mother. No, I completely agree. Oh, this oh, happened to me the other day. Yeah. I was eating warm wheat bix with my milk. Yeah. And someone was looking at me like like I've done something to their mother. Sam, there's, as infants... What did we, did we drink cold milk or do we want warm milk? Absolutely We not. want warm milk. When we came out of our mother's womb, we, we're drinking <laughs> we're drinking warm milk. We are, we're not drinking cold milk. We are. So why change it up? It, Look, I can, I'm happy to have cold milk every now and then. I, I, I'm happy to. I used to drink it by the glass, okay? By the glass. But warm milk with cereal, don't knock it till you try it. Josh, I've, we need to talk to our, our great crew here at Producer. Yeah. Potentially bringing to life these first world issues. Yeah. And uh, like... I want the voices of the first world problem yeah. aggrievers to Army. be heard. I want them to, to make sure they're not embarrassed to say that they've faced a first world problem. Because in the end, Josh, we, we do live in a very privileged society. We do. And we do have these issues that we face that are first world problems. Day to day. And I want your grievances aired on the show. And are we dictating whether or not it is a first world issue? We, or are we, we just going to help them find a solution to their first world issue? We could issue? either help them find a solution. We could evaluate, is it really a first world problem? Is this something that, that is really that inconvenient to you? Let's hold on that one. Yeah, I it. like it. Sam, yesterday, one of the great days for all... Te- or for a teacher like me... Four years of uni, yep. love it, right? Our sports was on yesterday. Okay, it was great. Okay, our sports is a great day. Okay, the kids are kids are pretty happy because most of them turn up. They want to actually participate, do and do different events. But it's always interesting to know what what you're going to get on the roster because there's a number of different. As a teacher, you could be a marshal. You could be a starter, which, you know, you've got to be in the school system a while to become a starter. The starter at a school, sports, they, they've done the hard yards. There's a hierarchy. There's, oh, Sam, there is a hierarchy of when you will start, okay? Got to be the most trusted person in the school to be the starter, honestly. Sam, I was given the role of discus. It was a great day. It was a really good day. And it was myself and another teacher, James Green, absolute legend, by the way, and we thought, we want to add a bit of character to this. So what we did was we created a backstory into the discus. So the people that came to compete, we made up that to enter the discus circle, you need to bow your heads and pay homage to the gods. <laughs> so every time a student <laughs> went into the pit, to, to the discus pit, they bowed. And if they didn't bow, we said, we'll take a metre off there. <laughs> <They're thrown. laughs> so they bowed. Okay, so every time they bowed, Sam, it got towards the end of the day and some of the bows, there was curtsies going on. It was incredible. It was actually a show of a personality with the, with the, with the students. It was great to see. But then by the end of the day, we, we, we made up a few more things. So we would, we'd judge you on your walk to the pit. So are you showing enough, you know, aggression, concentration, bravado? Bravado. We want a bit of bravado. Then you do the bow, but then you've got like... What's your pre-throw routine? So have you got a Usain Bolt? Have you got a chainsaw? Have you got the Michael Phelps slapping his back? Sam, some of the things that some of the kids came up with, we got a few um, where they go the ear, the hand to the ears. It's sort of like, yeah, can you hear me? Can you hear me? But you know what? Who wasn't mucking around? A year 11 student who bought his own discus. <laughs> oh, no way. He bought his own discus. I thought... Holy shit, this, this kid means business. This kid is going to throw this discus a hell of a long way. So some of the throwers in that age group, maybe 
15 to 20 metres, pretty good effort because I tried once and I couldn't get over 10 metres. It's a tough sport. Sam, he had the routine. He had the full routine. If you watch... Uh, Olympic athletes doing the discus. I could have taken vision of this kid yesterday and it would have looked absolutely the same. 42 metres. 42 metres? 42 metres he threw the discus. Like, it was incredible to see. But I just thought, when you're bringing your own thing, like, yeah, running spikes, probably fair enough. When you're bringing your own, like, field equipment, yeah. you're not mucking around. You're not mucking around. Yeah, yeah. So, so well done to that student. But it was a great day at the Asports. Did that, so they had the full, like this person had the full routine. Sam, full pat. routine. Like down pat. I reckon he did a 720, mm-hmm. sort of a 720, not even just a 360. And he just threw that thing. Great trajectory. Okay, great trajectory. And guess what he did at the start? He bowed. He made sure he bowed. Sam, it was a brilliant day in the discus pit at John Landy Field in Geelong. Josh, great segue actually, talking about records and yeah. field events and whatnot. Because yep. I was reading recently that an Idaho man, I seem to get all these weird articles from the American states. Yeah. They're up to some weird stuff over there, that's for sure. Now, last year, David Rush broke 52 re- world records in a year. Guinness Book of World Records yep. in a year. So in 2021. Just a quick one. Yep. Was the Guinness Book of World Records the most wanted or sought after book when you went to the library as a kid in school? It Josh. was definitely the most... It was, where is the Guinness Book of World Records? I'm getting my mitts on that. I've got an hour of pure joy. It was a mass... Like, if you can remember... If you can recall it, A4. Yes. It was A4 and usually really bright sort of colours. Bright. Hard it, copy. Yeah. It stood out, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And everyone wanted the Guinness Book of World Records. No one wanted, unfortunately for Roald Dahl, no one wanted to go read the PFG. (laughs) Give us the Guinness Book of World Records. Sam, Sam, Sam. And the glitter around it. It was like the Holy Grail. Josh, for us though, we probably just loved it for the pictures. The pictures, the the fingernails, how long the fingernails were. The fingernails. (laughs) The fingernails. The fingernails. The, you'd love the world's shortest man. Love that. Robert Waldo. You know, that's tallest, something man. that I always take away from school. Yes. Josh, you talked about the other day ta- teaching, having a CRT for kids learning pi in mass. Yeah. I bet you more kids would recognise who Robert Waldo was. Yes. Than pi. Yes. 3.14. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that because, but Sam, sorry, a bit to go, but no. but I just thought that I, was, I took a class the other day for, and they were in the library and Sam, it hasn't changed. A lot's changed from when we were at school, but Sam, that want for the Guinness World Bo- Records book, it's still there. Josh, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia. Now, I, I want to talk you through some of David Rush's uh, records that he broke last year. So he did the, the fastest 100 metres blindfolded. Pretty good effort. Yeah. Most apples thrown and caught in the mouth in one minute. Fastest, this is a funny one. Picture this in your brain, guys. Think about a balloon. Okay, just uh, a normal balloon. Colour? Uh, go red. Go okay, red. Fastest 10 metres balancing a balloon on the face. So he's trying to run <laughs> and he's obviously trying to keep the balloon on his face. And you know how hard that is? Has it got to keep contact it must have for the to keep 10? contact with the face. <laughs> that is so incredible. Imagine the movement of the neck trying to keep... The balance of the balloon. So just picture that in your brain. And tell this me you're not driving bloke, up the road right this now. This bloke, I would love to meet this guy. <laughs> Most toilet paper rolls balanced on the head. Impressive. Yeah. to tell the grandchildren about yeah. it. Most grapes sliced in the air with a sword while standing <laughs> on a Swiss ball in one minute. Now tell me this, David Rush is not the most talented man on the earth. So he's a full ninja. He, he's a full ninja. <laughs> David Rush the ninja. Is there vision of this guy? Uh, I haven't looked that deep into it. I can near on guarantee I'll be in a YouTube. 
hole later on looking at David Rush. David Rush, if you're listening, congratulations to you. Sam, we speak about Elon Musk a fair bit. We do. But he's an interesting, interesting character. So I was reading an article the other day and it was Elon Musk explains the top three th- threats to humanity. So I'll go through the three, but there was one in particular that I was really interested to, to read about. So one was religious extremism. One was declining birth rates, which I found really interesting. And then another one was artificial intelligence. Yeah. And if we can get if we get that wrong. I won't touch on the first one, but the second one, would you think when you have a look around, you're like, oh, it's too many people? 100%. Yeah. Well, he it's compl- too hard to get a park anyway. <laughs> he completely disagrees. You think about how hard it is to get a park. <laughs> There's obviously too many people driving cars well, on the road. Obviously, he thinks at some point, wasn't he trying to create like a tunnel underneath LA because there was too many people? I'm pretty sure he's still... Is trying to do that. So he's contradicting himself it a little is, bit, hasn't he? But Sam, there is warrant to Elon's concern because experts have found that the pandemic baby bus could result in an ageing population without enough workers. So there's heaps of jobs now, but what happens when they all get older and there's not enough people who have had babies and there's all these jobs we need to fill? I just interjection yep. just here, Josh. Uh, I thought people were just going to have babies throughout the, the lockdown. No, here. not in America. Oh, Not really? in America, no. Because I found in Australia a lot of people seem to want to have, like, this was the time to, to start having children. No, but there's a report. That or puppies. Yeah, oh, heaps of puppies. Heaps of puppies. <laughs> so, I, so it fell in from 2019 to 2020, fell by more than 4%, and that's the lowest in over 50 years, okay? What else he thinks is a... And, and Elon's big on this. He's like, I think one of the biggest risks to civilization is the low birth rate and the rapidly declining birth rate. I don't think we should try and have people live for a really long time because it creates an asphyxiation in society, okay? So it's like a strangle on society. And also, yet uh, so yeah, for many... Those that, for those at home yeah. who don't, might not know the word asphyxiation, <laughs> this, you please enlighten them? Yeah, so the state or process of being deprived of oxygen, which can result in unconsciousness or death. That's the exact, suffocation of society. That's exactly what I was Yeah. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Yeah. So he continued, and yet so many people, including smart people, think that there are too many people in the world and think that the population is growing out of control. It's completely opposite, Elon says. Please look at the numbers. If people don't have more children, civilization is going to crumble. Mark my words. So experts worry today's baby bus will result in an economy plagued by an ageing population. That is not a first world problem. No, no, no. Oh, that's, a, that's a bit bigger than the first world <laughs> Do you reckon he'll ring our hotline? Potentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I could rebuttal to him. So he's really big on people not changing their mind and not having it and having like this fixed mindset as well. He's, I think he's indicating towards like politicians in America. You see how old they are and they have this stale sort of non-progressive mindset. So the truth is most people don't change their mind, they just die. So if they don't die, we'll be stuck with old ideas and society won't advance. So he's big on just people changing ideas and he's not, he's like, why do people need to live for so long? One of our mates is big on this. He's like, I don't need to live for so long. Yeah. It just be, creates a stale environment. I was saying the other day, get me to 70 to 75. I'm happy. Right? Yeah. Get me to 70, 75. Feel free to do with me what you want, universe. Uh, I can go. I'm happy. So he's very interesting, Elon Musk. But then I was thinking about something we learned in school and China's like one child policy, completely the opposite way. So that's when back in the day they thought too many people come into the population and so they changed it to a one child policy. But that's now scrapped. But I just thought, say, and then artificial intelligence. Josh, can I just interject? Go on. Again. We're not, we're not. 
We're not smart enough to talk about artificial intelligence. I'm sorry. You can try your best. You can try your absolute best, Josh. It's, can I just tell you one thing he's doing in artificial intelligence? <laughs> it's do. quite amazing. So he recently claimed that a technology he's creating will ultimately allow paraplegics to walk again and he's set to commence tr- clinical trials later this year. That is beautiful. That's all you need to know. That's beautiful. Is that, is that give fair? Give me that. Give me that. Don't give me end of the world stuff. <laughs> Okay, with the artificial intelligence. Give me that. Give me that. Give me the positive. The positive. And we'll finish on the positive. We'll finish on the positive. I love it. Sam, this is huge. Sam, we've got our first guest. We do. We've got our first quiz guest. Now, just a a bit of context. We do share an office at Producey with with the great man, Nick Butler. Yeah. Uh, Nick, thanks for jumping on for the quiz. No worries, man. Um, You're in good quiz form too, so (laughs) come at a good time. Well, I will will tell the listeners. So Josh and I obviously commute down from Torquay, and we leave pretty early, like quarter past six, I reckon, Yeah, yeah, sparrows. And... Listening to a, a station, I think I'm allowed to say it, uh, SEN, a sports station. <laughs> Hachi. And, I, <laughs> and, Hachi. I, and I, jumped, I jumped on the quiz and I was straight in. Because you know sometimes yeah. you try and ring talk back and there's no – like it's always just call a busy, call a busy, call a busy. Yeah. I went five for five yeah, that's in, the, in the music quiz and I won a, won a round for two at Club Mandalay Bay and a packet of tailor-made golf balls, which I probably will never use. So. See, that's Bad pride. Real 1990s pride. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's and coming the, back. They threw the card in as well. My vintage. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, so, Nick, you've been a TV sports reporter for 11 years now. 11 years, yes. Now, we've just got a couple little questions. We're just starting out in the media, obviously. Doing very well, so, too. oh, thank you, Nick. When you first come into the media, a bit raw, so how do you deal with like intimidating figures and how did you deal with intimidating figures in the media? Well, I started in the country, so there wasn't anyone that intimidating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started in Terrell. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. I knew nothing, right? So, I'll quickly tell you my, I went up for a uni placement yeah. at Wynn Ballarat. So you're stomping yeah, ground. Yes, and I was so raw. Like, I, all I wanted to be was a footballer. Got to 25, worked out, I was shit out. I was all right, but not good <laughs> enough. And even, even Geelong Footy Club said, mate, I think, go get a job. <laughs> we'll keep you on the list, Stephen. We'll give you a polo shirt, but go and get a job. <laughs> so I went to win Ballarat for a placement. And they go, um, within, like, the first day, they go, we think we've got a few a job for you. Like, you're, you're all right. There's something about you. Anyway, I rolled up for my first TV story. So I got signed a little contract, you know, like on the media yeah. rookie list. <laughs> and they go, you're going to Sovereign Hill with a member of parliament's going to announce something at Sovereign Hill. I go, yeah, sweet. So I get there with the cameraman and he's shooting away. And, and I thought I had to be in every shot. <laughs> so the guy, Joe Helper, Joe Helper was his name, was, was announcing a big tourism boost, funding boost for Ballarat. And he's walking up and all the seven, nine, ten are there. And I'm in behind him. <laughs> And the cameraman's go, get out, fuck with, get out, get out. And I actually ruined 40 minutes of overlay. They were panning for gold and I'm trying to get it. I knew nothing. But, and the cameraman said, look, mate, I don't know where you've come from or what you are, but you don't need to be in every shot. You'll go back and you'll sort of cut this together with an editor and you might do a little piece to camera and that's you. Otherwise, piss off. So that's where I, but that story went to air with some weird little bits of me walking behind. And, and as long as you can cop a bit of criticism, a bit like footy, yeah. you know, you, you take your wax yeah. and uh, you keep fronting up. You, I, I learned a lot that day. Yeah. Uh, but they had me back and, and you go from there. So everyone's pretty encouraging. Yeah. Always um, learning. Always learning. Yeah, and you take great. your feedback. Were there ever times when you thought, nah, this is not for me? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm prone to a howler. Yeah. <laughs> we all are. So 
Yeah, radio, I've had a few, but I had a big blunder, mate, on the old um, 10 News Adelaide. Yeah, I'm, I'm a YouTube special. I'm a sort of um, New York Times I made for, for the six-minute auto cue blunder, and maybe, oh, you know, can, are, we, are we cut out for this? Can we, can we tell people where to go for that? Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. up Nick Butler, Channel 10 News, just on YouTube, and you, you'll find it. Can but, I just say on that, I was actually pretty proud of that blunder yeah. because I didn't completely shit myself. It was like it's tough. hailing, I had nothing to read, No, my scripts were in a bin, the poor girl on the auto queue had a meltdown, and I remember thinking, well, I tried. Like, I didn't completely stop talking, but it was real bad. Yeah, the music was bad. So don't freeze. Don't freeze. Yeah. That's the thing. As long, and you boys have got it. As long as you keep talking, yeah. you'll be okay. And I've always had that. So yeah. the sun comes up tomorrow. Now, can we call you Butts? Yeah. Yeah, no, now, I'm but, more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butts, we are running a quiz here. Yeah. So, and this is one of the, the highlights of the week. Our high score at the moment out of 10 is seven. Mm, it's a tough quiz. Our average would be about six, six and a half. Mm. But our lowest point was two. And that was a few weeks ago. And we, we went back to the drawing board after that. Right. But we've got a few different segments of the quiz. And our first one, Sam, question one. Affairs that are current. Affairs that are current. Yeah, right. I'm not in good form. I've got a teething toddler, boys. So I'm barely watching footy. I'm, I'm barely surviving. So I haven't been reading my papers. So if I come across uneducated here... Um, the, g- give me an out. The beauty I mean, is- a tough period of my life. The kid doesn't sleep. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> the beauty is... But that uh, it's it's more of a team effort. Okay, yeah. no, no, we like this. We work, we work so together. It's, it, we're not about competition between the. No, you're all play your role. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly yep. right. Question one: What film won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Well, mm. let's be honest. The the main Will thing Smith we took got from, whacked. Yeah, the main thing. No, we he took, whacked. The, Sorry, he whacked Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah, the main thing we took from the Oscars was that moment. Will yeah. Smith and, and Chris Rock. It was hard to sort of concentrate on anything else. Do you know? I have a feeling it's not King Richard. No, it, it's not. It's I, I don't know what it is. No, me either. Power, ah, power of the Dog is coming to my mind for some reason. Uh, let's just go with that because we have no no clue. Yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, it was Coda. C-O-D-A yeah. So it's a English language remake Of a 2014 French Belgian film I feel sorry for these Award winners on that day Like this is their big moment And it was overshadowed By Will Smith And the Chris Rock incident Question two We do a bit of a swap No no I like Question this <laughs> Affairs that are current Question two Who just bought A 9.2 stake In Twitter Now But I will say that Josh and I know this because we actually just spoke about this in the news part of the the podcast. Right. Now it's obviously a, they are obviously a very wealthy wealthy Yeah, human. yeah, yeah. We're talking top notch. Yeah. <laughs> heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, heavy hitters. Do you want me to say? You go. It was Elon Musk. Yeah, I was thinking it was one of three. <laughs> yeah. you know, and Muskie was in the three. So, but yeah, I get half a point there because I was getting to Musk. Muskie. Yeah. You know, we love Musk. Diversify from the cars. Yeah. 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 Get into Twitter. Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> I'm on the board. Yeah, well, on the board. <laughs> well done. But see, he bought a $4 billion um, worth of shares. Yeah. yeah. Change. Yeah. Question three. So we are one of two. Yeah. Yep. Who has reportedly dropped out of their upcoming headline appearance at Coachella? Ooh. Have you ever been to Coachella? No, I'd like to. Although I'm not really a festival guy. But, you know, when I was growing up, the big day out was big. Oh. Food, you know, guys go with their backpacks. Yeah. And I'm a bit big and gawky. <laughs> 
for that. You'd stand but out. No, I, think, I think Coachella would be the one. Palm Springs, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. dress a bit weird. A-listers. Yeah. yeah. No, I, on the bucket list. Oh, it might be uh, Foo Fighters because of the Taylor Hawkins. That's probably not a bad I'm guess. thinking maybe, ta- maybe Foo Ooh. Fighters. Oh, no, Kanye West. Yep. Yeah, so no, why? No official announcements about the rapper's decision to pull out from the festival or from West himself. However, several news agencies have reported it. Which right coming from the news and <laughs> your background, that might not be correct. No, yeah, I'd, I'd temper it. <laughs> yeah. Several eight when several go, it tends to be right. Yeah. When one one bloke stands up wanting to make a name for himself, oh, temper it. <laughs> uh, when they all when they all um, tap in, yeah. tends to be right. Entertainment, art and sport. Josh, I'll read this one. No worries. One of three. Well, one of three. Not great. The men's US Masters about to start. Yes. Who won the tournament in 2021? I do know this. I reckon I'll get it. Hang on. I've got my clipboard here. You do um, have it. <laughs> now, now, what I will say, not an American. No. And not a European. No. Was it a Spaniard? No. Because no, he wasn't European. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was listening to that. Um, South African? No. It was Japanese. He was Japanese, oh, I believe. Uh, Hideki a, Matsuyama. A, a Matsuyama. <laughs> Hideki was cleaning up everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he a Spaniard? <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Who's a gun Spaniard? Sergio. No. John Rahm. Rahm. John Rahm. I, I, I backed Rahm. First Japanese male golfer to win a major championship. Uh, and Jeez, first Asian-born golfer to win the Masters. Beautiful. Dominated, I believe. Sam, two of four, okay? In which country is the Indian Wells tennis tournament played? That's in America. It is. He was yeah. quick on that. Palm, it's United States. Palm Springs Cal- area. California. Yeah. Yeah. And it's often referred to as the fifth Grand Slam. Yeah. Yep. Big coin. They love if, their tennis. If there. you just tennis a quick one, if you were to win any Grand Slam, which one would you like to win? Uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, I think Wimbledon's the. Yeah. Wimbledon's yeah. One. Okay, question six. We're now three of five. It's going okay. So this is a quotation mark. It puts a rose in every cheek is a marketing line for which Australian product? <sighs> Vegemite. Puts a rose in every cheek. Is that right? Is it? Yeah. You're okay. confident. But when he went with confidence before, we got it. So maybe we go with it. Puts a rose in every cheek. <laughs> Beautifully done. This is what, Come on. This is, this, is, we, this is all about the team. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Pulling my weight. Yeah. Reggie <laughs> Might is correct. Using groups of smiling, healthy children singing a catchy jingle titled We Are Happy Little Vegemites. Sam, we are four of six. History, geography, science. What were you like as a, a science yeah, a good humanities man. Yeah. Uh, no, not too good. <laughs> yeah. The sciences. Well, let's see. Question seven. Who was the last Australian to be re-elected as Prime Minister after serving a full term in office? There's been a lot of knives in the back. Yeah, contemporary right? like coups. So, yeah, not uh, re-elected. So you do your term, and the voters it, vote you back John, in. I, I think I, we nearly have to go back to John Howard. I don't think because Abbott came in halfway he through. Definitely yeah. didn't get a third. He didn't. And get a, Kevin a seven. He got won an election, but I don't think he won another. I think we have to go back to the nineties. I think we have to go back to John 90s, Howard. Two thousands, early two thousands. Johnny. Eyebrows. Yeah, John Howard served four terms. Can I just say he was that stiff with that off spinner? You know his action was really nice. Have you ever tried to bowl in a in a dress shirt? No. With a light ball? No. To me he looked like he could bowl. And I'd like that to I think he deserves another go at that. 
Poor Let's, bastard. Like, I think he can bowl good off spin. The ball stuck in his hand. <laughs> Everyone laughs at him. For those needing context about what Butts is talking about, there is a, a famous moment when John Howard was bowling a ball. I think in India. Pakistan, in Pakistan no, India. or India. At, you know, classic politicians. Media, it was a media op. Yeah, it was a media op. Bowl and he went to, you know, took a few paces, balled the ball, and it came out the wrong part. It almost hit his foot. It almost hit his foot. <laughs> so if you're on YouTube looking up Nick Butler, which I'm sure most of the... Jeez, I look hot. <laughs> in that meltdown. It's as good as I've ever looked. Also look up John Howard bowling a ball in, uh, in India. Sam, question eight. Which South American city is the famous Copacabana Beach located? I have a feeling it's... Rio de Janeiro. So it's Brazil. In Brazil. In, yeah. So in, in Rio. Yeah, I'm not getting any feeling. But uh, that sounded confident. It's correct. Confidence Rio player. Rio de yep. Janeiro. And I can only remember that from the Soccer World Cup in Brazil. They, nice. The Australian broadcasters went, uh, filmed from Cabana Beach. Did you ever work? Have you worked at a or covered a World Cup? Have you been over to go overseas through? No, the I haven't. I've uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been did a gig in Utah for ten. I've covered a Winter Olympics, never a Summer Olympics. That'd be good. No, the LA would be good. <laughs> that would be um, good. But yeah, a few. Question nine. We are now seven, six, six of eight. eight this is big for this us. Is big. Uh, this could be on a record here. Pressure's what, a privilege, boys. Come on. <laughs> what type of animal was famously kept in a Bacchusmar zoo in Victoria oh. in the seventies and eighties? Do you have Josh, any idea? Bacchusmar. Starting to head towards Ballarat, our, juris- yeah. our jurisdiction <laughs> of um, Ballarat. Ballarat and the. The shy there. I have a feeling it's like a circus. They oh. like a circus or something over, and it might be like a panther, Ooh. like a, a panther. That's what no, I'm feeling. Mate, like a lion. I'm thinking. Is this like an go ur- panther, urban, Sam? urban myth? Or yeah. is it this no, actually this has actually happened? happened. Sam, let's go with yours. Like a lion. Oh, yeah, I was thinking lion. Damn it. The park was a brainchild of the owner, Ashton Circus, spanned 110 acres and was open for 15 years. Yeah. Now, you know why I said panther, Josh? Because if you Victorians should know the area of the Grampians pretty well. Yeah. Now, there is rumours that I think in World War II that a, the American forces brought wildlife out and one of them was a panther and a panther got out and went into the Grampians. Yeah. yeah. And it is said that like there's a... It was a mythical mythical panther in the in the Grampians, like rare sightings of it. And you looked it up, there's people that have like thought they've got photos of it and everything and like sightings of it, articles and everything. It is quite an interesting read. Bonus question. Yeah. Question ten. So with the bonus question, you would think that you would get like two extra points. You know, it's called a bonus question. Yep. No points. No. So do you think there's any point in having a bonus question? Yeah, I'm enjoying this. So have five (laughs) bonus questions. Question 10. So we're still six of nine. So we need this to equal our best of seven. Who is the god of the underworld in Greek mythology? Not Zeus. Underworld. Who is the god of the underworld? I'm just thinking about Hercules. No. Hades. Hades. I think it's Hades. I thought that was... I think Hades is the answer. 
No good on Greek mythology. Hades. Thank you. Well done, no, no. Sam. So great educated. job. Thank you. So you know what I was doing there? You know, it's you rack your brain. Yeah. I was just trying to like connect the dots in my brain. Yeah. I was thinking about Hercules, watching Hercules uh, on a Saturday morning yeah. at Cheese TV, all that sort of. And I was just trying to remember some episodes from Hercules where Hades was involved. Sam, yeah. beautiful. Thank you, Butts, That's very right. much. I've just sort of come up with something. Now we're we're a compassionate show here at yeah. Bromley Lynch. Now. This week, Sam, who is someone you're gonna that you're gonna tell that you love them this week? Well, Mum's an obvious one. My girlfriend's an obvious one. Anyone else? I'm gonna tell my little niece and nephews that I love them. Boot. How about you, Butts? Wife. Yeah. Obvious. Little Ted. Ted's walking. <laughs> Ted's Ted's, got, Ted's moving alright. <laughs> Ted's fourteen months. It's important though. It is You've important. Got to do it. it is Maybe important. my dad. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of. I haven't got daddy shoes, but there's not much, much lovey-dovey stuff with dad. Love that. But I we, think I don't want to love you, dad. That's great. I love that. That's great, but Josh yourself. I'm going to tell little brother Tom. Little brother Tom, he cooked a great pasta last night, so I'm going to tell him how much I love him anyway. Guys, go out and tell people you love him. Have a beautiful week. <laughs>